All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Mr. Sands for the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760 is your number. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by LaHood Law Firm. LaHood Law Firm has 82 years of combined experience to help you in any type of legal criminal matter you might find yourself in, whether that's DUIs, whether that's white-collar crimes or probation violation. Give them a call. They'll automatically give you a free consultation as well. That is the LaHood Law Firm, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. 1-800-707-9760. All right. So um, before we get to this Browns news and get the thoughts on uh, Stephen Jones' comments, and uh, check out a little couple other notes in the NBA where we just about to go to Mike and he hung up. Oh, well, Mike, waited that long. Here he comes back again. <laughs> if only if only Sam was on, his reactions was on screen like me. Like, whoa. But anyway. All right, man. Uh, so, first of all, before we get to that, and he's trying to get to Mike's call, before we get lost in the Manning cast last night, um, oh, yeah. I missed a lot of it. I hate. I missed most of Rocks. I missed Rock, Dwayne Johnson. It was good. AC was out that time. That's her everything. Like she thinks he's the hottest <laughs> man working, the, walking the face of the planet. Man, I don't go with her to Rock movie, the C Rock movie. She doesn't. Well, I, to her credit, she doesn't run to every Rock movie coming. But God, that is like her everything. I'm like whatever, man. But. I didn't miss that. I so I didn't get to see the interaction. What nuggets came out of that? But the Russell Wilson, I got to tune in to most of that one. And Russell is very comfortable in front of a camera, and and oh, that yeah. in that setting, and really in any setting, really. But what I took from it, because I'm thinking like, damn it, Peyton recruit his ass, man. Come on, man, during a break, you're supposed to be there. Like you might have ownership, man. man get his ass. <laughs> but the way I looked at it, man, Russell. Because I heard him talk about DJ Metcalf. I heard him talk about basically how they finished with a championship mentality at the end of the season mm-hmm. when they played the uh, the Cardinals, the Rams, whoever he's talking about. You know, he talked out about that, and I looked at him. I was like, you know what? Russell is going overboard, and he's doing a good job of it. I mean, if you, I know you feel like he might be looking to get into broadcasting. He could be a politician because I'm thinking Russell's ass up there is trying to make you think that everything in the world is rosy in Seattle in Kurt Cobain country. Okay. It, it's not. I mean, the report came out Monday that, or even Saturday or Sunday, excuse me. The report came out Sunday that he was entertaining and would be entertaining the options and exploring his options. Now, Russell is going to have to fight for what he wants. He's, he's, uh, he's under contract. Okay. And not only that, they've got to sit there and they've got to figure out for one, Pete Carroll in the gym was supposed to be meeting with the owner, this past week, we haven't heard and no reports have come out of how that meeting went. But I believe if Russell has a destination of teams, which was kind of surfaced this spring, this uh, this summer, and they've kind of surfaced again of what the teams he's possible that he would look for. Dallas is on that team still, but you can X that. I mean, that's 40 million there in Dak, but I'm pretty sure after Sunday, everybody oh, will take Russell back. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I bet you would. But anyway, I feel that he did. He went overboard last night on the Manning cast to really talk up his teammates, how they finish, and make you believe there's nothing right. Russell is one of those guys that I borderline put in. He's not, he's he's more subtle with it than Aaron Rodgers is, but Russell is probably the king of like I can see that you really want out. You threw on the Dan Patrick show last year. You threw your offensive lineman under the bus. But at the same time, you don't you don't want the PR battle back home. You don't want to be like, hey, Russell's forcing his way out. 
Russell doesn't want to be. He wants to, but he don't want that smoke. That's why I go back. Deshaun Watson said what he wanted and put it on the line. And and he took a lot of. But besides his allegations and the in the twenty one twenty two sexual assault allegations or whatever, prior to even that surfacing, he was willing to take the heat and put it on the line to get out. Russell is kind of that guy that basically oh, I want that, but I don't know, man. Say it with your chest out. I mean, I enjoyed it, but when I'm looking at that, I'm like, man, you swear there's not like I know that that's look. You're doing this is your guys. They actually do a favor. You've been on the show. But come on, man. I mean, that the, the, and the reason why, it's not the fact that I got a problem with being on the Manicast. It's not even what I'm saying. I'm saying that him going overboard, in my opinion, to be, oh, DJ Metcalf, they, oh, they ran a good route. Oh, and they ran the ball. Maybe we, we Offensive line blocked well. We finished, like, championship strong. I like the way we finished. We can build on that going into the next year. Okay, Ross. Sounds good. 1-800-707-9760. Let's go to Mike. Let's try this now. Mike, you're on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760-1300 Zone. What's up, Mike? Okay, man. Yeah, I want to talk about a couple of coaching vacancies. Um, uh, you guys have talked about the um, uh, Las Vegas Raiders coach. Uh, after the decision with Mike Mayock, uh, he might as well go ahead on and start looking for another job because uh, once they bring in a new general manager, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be his choice to be coached, to continue on coaching the Raiders. So when they let go of Mayock, they should have let him go too. Now, the other, the other coaching decision, that goes back to Houston where I'm at. I understand that Brian Flores interviewed for the Texas job. That'll be a very bad mistake if he takes the Texas job because Houston, he thinks he was in a bad situation in Miami. He ain't seen no bad situation yet because, first of all, they still don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Plus, he doesn't have no receivers to throw to. Anyway, even if he does decide to come back to Houston, plus you still got the worst ownership in any sport, basketball, football, or baseball. So, Brian Flores, my um, if I was you, my man, you better take another job because I promise you that job is way better than Houston. And I thank you for taking my call today. All right, Mike. Thanks for that insight. Uh, a couple of things on that to chew on. Um, first off, I did hear Brian Flores did interview with the Texans, but this is what I would say. I agree with Mike. I've, I've said it on these airways. I think Texans is one of the worst organizations ran in the NFL. It's sad because I know in Houston they've got some loyal fan base down there. We saw it through the days of you're old enough. You saw it through the days of the Houston Oilers. And now to tell you, I mean, they've got their, they've got passionate fans down there. But um, this is what I would say. Brian Flores, uh, you know I've always preached this on this show. And all, it always comes back to this. There's only 32 jobs of them. There's only 32 quarterback positions. There's only 32 head coaching jobs. We've always preached this on the show for over a decade now. That's been the philosophy. So the bottom line is, is that I don't, Brian Flores has enough momentum. People were shocked and surprised that he was let go after a 10-win season the year prior, after winning seven out of the last eight games, whatever they did to give them chance, to sell them chance to even get into the playoffs that it was a surprise he fired. So with that said, his momentum, I don't think Brian Flores has to settle for a Texans job he don't want to. Brian Flores could be looking at it as a challenge. He could be looking at it like, hey, man, you know, I could turn it out. We don't know. I believe it's a bad organization in regards to job, but there's only 32 of them. But, Mike, I don't think personally that he has to be. There's some coaches like the guy that they fired and Cully, like he'd been in the league for over 30-some years. And he never got a sniff. I think last year, maybe a couple of years, maybe it was his first interviews. It was, it was, it was a, it was a job. It was a setup. It was, it was a. He was only going to be there for a year because no one else was going to take that job. 
Everybody knew the Deshaun Watson situation. Everybody knew he, you know, he put, he drew the line in the sand, said he wouldn't be there. No other coach wanted to take that job. So my point is, Mike, I think Brian Flores, yes, you interviewed, you're going to take an interview. He might take the job, but I don't think Brian Flores has to particularly be one of those coaches like, I've got to take the Texas guy. This guy that they fired, he was never getting a sniff anywhere. He probably would have never got a shot to be a head coaching job. So he had no chance to do it. And I think, honestly, he put enough tape out there to show the effort to what the Texans play with. I mean, they didn't win really many games, but who he was dealing with. I mean, dealing with a quarterback in Mills who was coming off a major surgery in Stanford that was taken, like, what, in the, the, what, the third, fourth round maybe? Third round? And I think Mills, I mean, his first start was awful. It was bad. I forgot who it was. It, it was bad. It was against uh, the Browns. It was the Browns. It was bad. But the last few weeks of the month, I believe the Texans, depending on what they do at the quarterback position in the draft, you know, this is, you depend on who you talk to. There's not that deep, whatever. I feel like they're going to run it with Mills a little bit back anyway. That's my opinion. 1-800-707-9760. Unless they fall in love with one of those guys and automatically take them. That would be the situation. Do we have anything on Twitter and Facebook streaming live that we want to get to? Who's checking in with us? Yeah, so we have uh, Jake checking in. Uh, said, man, tell Russell to sit down and be quiet. He didn't see what happened to Sean uh, when he demanded a trade, did he? Well, I don't think. Uh, who was that that tweeted that? Jake. Hey, of Jake. Of course, when you look at the, the Deshaun, it wasn't until after he had asked for the trade. And then the skeletons came out of his closet about, you know, all these women starting to speak out about it, the allegations. Well, Jake from State Farm, let me tell you something. Um, first off, Russell, I believe, delivered. You got that one. I believe Russell, oh, yeah. the difference is between Deshaun and Russell. One thing, Russell delivered them a championship, took them to two Super Bowls. See, Seattle's up, up there in, in no man's land up there, okay? You, like, it's like... The way that I hear it, I've read reports like he is a rock star in Seattle. Okay, no one really cares what happens up there, to be honest with you. Um, but if you really pay attention and look, at the, he's treated like a rock star there. The organization, Paul Allen, they like they love him. They don't want him to leave. I think that it's it comes down to where like if he don't want to play with Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll will be let go to keep Russell. But I do think Russell's one of those guys that if he grants, if he really don't want to be there. I don't think they're going to strangle. I think they're going to find a way to say, okay, fine. We might not be sending you to the NFC. We'll send you where somewhere in the AFC. You like snow? You like ski? We're going to send you over there. We're going to get you as far as way to the NFC we can. We're going to send you in Colorado, as far as way to Seattle possible. That's what happens. So I feel like they will work with him. So, no, uh, Mike, I don't think, or, or who tweeted that, uh, you know, Jake, Jake I don't. Yeah. I don't think they're going to go all – you know, dirty pool like Deshaun and Houston did. I, I think it's two different things, but I kind of see you working. Well, I think Pittsburgh is a little bit further east and in the AFC than even Denver would be. So, And I think Pittsburgh would be a lot. Pittsburgh might be more attractive to Russell than Denver based off the fact of the defense and the coach. And the receivers and, and the running back and offensive you, you, line's not too bad. Man. You, you, and, and Solid the, tight end. you and the Alamo Browns backers that listen to this show – Y'all don't want that smoke. Y'all don't want that to happen. No, but you already got some business sense. It makes sense. No, I know, but y'all don't want that to happen. You already got something brewing uh, with Jamar Chase and and Joe Burrow that ain't going nowhere anytime soon. So this might, yeah. Well, I don't know what's going to be with Joe Woods. But look, (laughs) speaking of that, speaking of Browns, before we leave, you got some Browns getting in the news today. You got some arrests going on. Who got arrested from the Browns today? Uh, Malik McDowell, uh, defensive tackle. Uh, one of the McDowell brothers is what they call them. You have two, the, two uh, the Malik's, the Malik brothers. You got two Malik's playing right up the middle in, in Cleveland. But 
And this goes to a point the point of, of why Stefanski would be on the hot seat is it's accountability. Okay, Malik McDowell was arrested today in Florida or uh, sure the the headline says assaulting a police officer. Man, that's that's uh, yeah. But I'll get you. But when you dive into it and, and the four letter network has this up on their website and according to the police report in Deerfield Beach, Florida, they got a report of a naked man walking near a school which they determined to be a children's learning center with kids at school. He, he, Walk naked in front of a school where kids are in class. Wow, that's just disgusting. All right, so that's they confronted disturbing. that man who, who turned out to be McDowell, and he char and, and McDowell charged the police quote with full fist, uh, full speed, uh, with closed fist. He left a deputy injured. The officers uh, attempted to use de-escalation tactics. McDowell hit them again. He fled. And was eventually tased and handcuffed. So now he's being held on a $27,000 bond. The Cleveland Browns said, releasing a statement, they're aware of the of the a very concerning incident uh, and, uh, and arrest involving Malik McDowell. And are in the process of gathering more information. We understand the severity of this matter and our thoughts are for the well-being of all involved. We have no further comment at this time. What do you think? First of all, what I think, I think is disturbing. It's disgusting. Anytime you're talking about a grown man um, allegedly exposing themselves in front of children, that's, I mean, that's no laughing matter. That's nothing to joke about. Um, I don't think anybody in this audience, majority of my condone anything like that. And number two, what comes to mind is like, first of all, he's on something. He was on something. And either that or what you would hear about is this somebody, again, you know me, I've had this discussion, especially when it was a hot topic in the NFL. I had to be the one to feel like I was the one defending the shield or following the shield. Some people are going to say, like, is this signs of this acting like CTE? Do you got CTE probably? I, I don't know. I'm not going to go there because I don't like using the whole CT card for everything because there's a lot of guys that play this game that if, you, if they would pass and you would look at their brain, they got traces of CTE that wouldn't act like this. They wouldn't go. You got some that deal with it that act, you know, accordingly. But it's obviously he, I would like to think, okay, unless he's some uh, child predator, and I'm not saying he can't be, I mean, hell, you know, like, I that's, mean, we, 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 label. that's a tough label. Hey, but you put yourself from. in that situation. I'm not accusing of anything. We don't know. But if you're exposing yourself and the cops come to you because you're in a place of a, in front of a care center and children, I mean, I'm not telling you that that's what he is, but at the end of the day, I mean, would it shock me? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, hell, we were all inspired by Jared who ate Subway sandwiches forever. Yeah. But and then what the hell did we find out Jared was doing? I mean, and then when that have that lets you know we don't know who these people are. So no, right. I'm not going to get on these airways on public airways and accuse his brother of, of being a child molester predator. But it don't look good. And then right. you then you hit a cop, and and you're and you were naked in front. They don't. You're on some zone. So you're on something. Yeah, we have Leo Zambrano checking in on Facebook Live, where you can join us. Uh, says that's bath salts type of stuff. Not CTE. I mean, you can. What the hell is bath salt? What is this? Educate. I'm. I'm forty. I'll be forty-five next month. What the hell is bath salt, man? Bath what salt kind of drug is this? That was in the headlines a couple of years ago when when it, where it apparently made people go zombie and were like eating human flesh, like, like eating what? and biting people. What, what, what uh, the hell was public, I in the pandemic? People in public. Yeah, I mean, this, I this, this. This. Oh man, this is like old old news. This isn't nothing you new. Think, you, are you no, sure this ain't this the Game is, of Thrones cult people out there that's put this out there? No, this is years ago. Bath salt. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know anything. I've never heard of that. Don't know none about that There's drug. YouTube videos. I recommend when you get a second YouTube video, people want bath salts. It's interesting. But this could be, you know, this could be something yeah, where you just had a Sam, Sam's getting a, <laughs> Sam's had a serious face for like the last two hours. This has probably got Sam to smile like Beck because I don't know what the hell Bass is like. Bass, I tell you about Sticky. I can tell you about that green. I've seen that before. I know what that's about, that, that, that purple haze. But what the hell is bass? Like, and, the fact, and you know what, Leo? I've seen you Facebook. Due to the fact that you know what that is, that's disturbing, sir. I mean, due to the fact that you even came on public Facebook Live on our Facebook page and you wanted to say, hey, that I know signs of a bass. Have you ever heard that sign, Leo, that, hey, fishermen recognize fishermen from afar? <laughs> what, you know what that bass? Oh, yeah, man, I, I was on that last week. That brother acted like I got naked myself. He on that bass song. No, I think, I, think Leo, I think Leo just caught the headlines years ago that, oh, you, that okay. you apparently missed. I missed that, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know that. Was, I knew we were in a pandemic. It was a but trending I, thing a while back. My goodness. But, but this, I mean, this could be just you had a lot to drink the night before, fall asleep, fall asleep in the park without your clothes on. You're walking home. You don't know even you're passing a school building. But at the end of the day, it's a bad look. And it come, to come back to the sports side of things and what you're looking at in Cleveland, they got a bad run last night because OBJ had a lot of success for the Rams last night. Scored a rushing touchdown. Looked really good helping Matt Stafford. So now it's now it comes back to the con- the national conversation is they couldn't control OBJ or they oh they couldn't work OBJ in this is a Baker thing now you have a lack lack of control and accountability from the organization just a big where you have players misbehaving off the clock yeah it doesn't look good Percocet not at all Percocet Xanax all that stuff I heard all that like the hipsters oh don't know that Percocet I know I've heard all that but bath salt well, I learned got, something new today ten, I gotta go Google this 10 minute commercial listen I'll show to, you some videos wow listen to the sports crowd we get back we'll get to Drew and Zach's phone call today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com we'll be back ready for a real cocktail introducing new Zing Zang ready to drink cocktails in a can America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka, zingzang margaritas, tequila included, and whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New zingzang full strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please zingzang responsibly. Harbaugh Harge here. Let me tell you about the great folks over at Cover 3. Doug Young and Matt Dotson had a vision of creating a restaurant that you can have the ultimate date night, happy hour with coworkers, or just want to hang out with your friends while watching sports. They have great food like the Doug's Reuben, the best-selling Allendale salad, or my go-to, the Jerk Wings. They have chef specials that start on Thursdays and run through Sunday. The brunch is amazing over the weekend. Cover 3 is the place to be. Go to cover-3.com for more details. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Mr. Sands, putting the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number. 
Today's show has been presented by HazelSkyOnline.com, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. All right, keep in mind, go to your local liquor store to uh, try out their new pre-made, ready alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the mix and add your favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Prime. All right, so, um, yeah, before we get to the phones here real quick, yeah, the uh, the comments and the conversations that's taking place on uh, Sports Grind's Facebook Live page about this salt and Leo between Adam. I mean, they're sharing these. Oh, I saw that on there and this and that. Like, yeah, man, I learned something today. Didn't know nothing about nobody eating each other's face. Nothing like that. You know, um, that's just some hardcore stuff. I don't know why somebody would want to take that. Now, you got somebody tweet that said something about the uh, about the player, your 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 Browns player that got. Russ, what did they say? Yeah, so we have Eddie the Great on Twitter uh, said uh, of McDowell, he's still got to register as a sex offender now. Yeah, because I mean that's nudity around kids. It's disturbing, man. It's disturbing. I don't give a damn what the hell he was on or whatever. He was on something, but that's disturbing. And on top of that, hitting a uh, hitting. I'm to be honest with you, I'm surprised that they set his bail at what twenty seven thousand. Twenty seven thousand, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of little for that. That's a serious. I guarantee those parents around there that had their kids there wasn't really liking that. But anyway, all right, let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Zach. Zach, you're on the sports crowd here on Ticket Seven Sixty and Thirteen Hundred The Zone. What's up, Zach? Man, what's going on, fellas? What's up, bro? Hey, listen. First off, my grandma. Hey, you know she's about to uh, go home with the Lord. She's oh. the one that put me in the football. Okay. And you know what? I'm I I am a Colts fan, but I grew up on the Cowboys. And you know I was like, well, you know, Grandma ain't doing too good. And you mm. know this is painful, but I'm just keeping you know keeping the levity with it. Well, prayers to like, you and your family, Zach. Hang in there, sir. bro. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. COVID is nobody's friend. Hmm. But uh, I was like, well, this got to be the year for Grandma. And then Carson Wentz, I mean, uh, my bad, look, but Dak Prescott come out there playing like Carson Wentz. You understand? Wow. <laughs> wow. You're going to really go there, Zach? Yeah. Wow. Hey, Dak played like Carson Wentz for three quarters. And then, you know, it took it took San Francisco mistake to get him there. Second of all, listen, listen. Uh, it's $28 million to keep Wentz. It's 15 to get rid of him. Pay that 15 and cut your ties, man. Well, and third, I'm mm-hmm. – Go ahead. Well, uh, go ahead. Oh, well, Ethan is gone. We we cut Ethan. All we got is Sam uh, behind. Uh, That's Carson right. Wood. I forgot y'all did release him. Yeah, but this, Ethan's but, gone. But this is the go thing, ahead. though. But this is the thing, though. That I know you said it's only fifteen million. I mean, that's still dead cap money. I, I, you know, I told AC this. This is the thing, Zach. With the, with the, what I think with Ballard's comments last week. First of all, it's raw emotion. It's very raw emotion. But I think in his meaning, like, hey, well, I can't promise that. I'm, I'm not going to sit here. The, when you go into camp next year in August, there's going to be most likely an open quarterback competition. Carson Wentz will be there. If, if, if I believe Colts fans' best situation is the hope that Sam Ellinger makes a leap of yeah. a big leap in the offseason, understands the offense, what Frank's wanted to do, work on his accuracy, and then basically beats Carson Wentz out in training camp, and then the Colts have hey. the highest paid uh, backup quarterback in the thing. NFL. That's way I, that's the only I got, thing I see. Go ahead. I got one more thing. Now, listen, you're, you're right. Right is tied to win the way their relationship is set up right now. Look, if Wright wants to survive the Wentz uh, experiment, 
he got to start criticizing him when he's wrong. Because if you ever pay attention to our games, whenever it's on, because look, we went nine and one with uh, Taylor getting a hundred yards. But every every game we lost, he never he he will not he refuses to criticize Wentz. Now, if he wants to keep coaching for Indy, he gonna have to find a way to separate himself from Carson Wentz and at least. You know, like I said, don't double down on the mistakes. Just be be honest. Like, look, he messed up. He didn't play good. But, I think any coach that's worth his weight in salt, you criticize your quarterback when he's wrong because you know why? The whole league, the best teams in the league rely on their quarterback. Right. That's that's your take for the phone call, uh, Zach. Again, the uh, prayers out to you and your family through this difficult time. Um I, I, that's the talk around the Colts about maybe some players are wearing Rary because they don't feel like they hold Carson accountable. Look, Frank knows, Frank knew last year when they went and got him and did the trade. Keep in mind, y'all ain't got a first round pick this draft either because of him. Okay. Same thing with Buckner though. We don't talk about that. Buckner ain't earning really that 21, 22 million. All right. Cause if he getting double teamed that bad, somebody on that D line should have damn near double digit sacks. Therefore, back to my point. There, he knew when he took the job, not when he took the job, but he knew when he agreed and convinced Ballard, go get him. He's a good man of character, this is that. We go to service every Sunday at 9 o'clock. We read the good book, all that. He knew he was signing his job away. He was going to be he was going to be hitched with him. It's a cutthroat business. So, again, I don't believe when you sit there and say, oh, it's just $15 million, I don't think they're willing to take that because, one, let me tell you something. Like I tell AC at home, uh, you think the Colts representatives and Ballard is the only GM that's going to be calling um, Quentin Nelson here pretty soon and offering him a big payday? You got to worry about that. You've got to take care of Quinn. You paid Darius Leonard. I don't think just saying, well, $15 million is the cap. No, man. The only scenario is if you would be lucky to hustle somebody to trade for him, which I doubt that's going to happen, or, and maybe I think this is what Ballard thought about when he took Sam Ellinger. If he can work on his accuracy, he can do that. Think about the RPOs with that. Sam, I mean, people in Austin know that Sam is can run over. He's a bull. He's he's built like that. I mean, you don't want to make a heavy dosage of it. I mean, it was basically doomsday for him to be the leading running back and rushing for the UT. That's why they didn't go anywhere. But he has the capability. But if he can work on his accuracy and he can get Frank Wright's system out, can you imagine an RPO system with him and Fred Taylor? I mean, with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Okay, Fred Taylor can't be part. He's old as hell now. John Jonathan Taylor. So that's the best case scenario, Colts fans. But I see y'all working. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Let's go to Drew. Drew, you on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760, 1300 The Zone. What's up, man? Hey, man. Uh, how you doing there, Alvin and uh, Jonas? It's me, the Woodlands guy. Um, I like to talk about the attendance, like for the Spurs this season. We were 29th out of 30th. The Rockets are a miserable team, and they're beating the Spurs in attendance. And I kind of blame the head guy. I mean, I called in at the beginning of the season, so it's like a quarterly check-in on the, the guy. He's, been, he's doing, done a, a terrible sales job. He's not a very good salesman. I don't think that's what he's doing. I mean, there's nothing to sell with his team other than maybe they could have been like, oh, we had the first team I had coach, but he let that go by because there's no succession plan. And now he's even not even selling for DJ. He says, well, DJ ain't going to be an all-star. I mean, well, why would I go out there and talk about the all-star? I'm this drippy old dude, alienated half of the population, ticket buying population with his political views. And the most, the mo- the most blatant one was like he started making fun of the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, and Spanish exploration. We're in San Antonio. I mean, two of those names are probably 
used on a daily basis by the general population of San Antonio Nina and Santa Maria. And, and then we go down to the Gulf of Corpus Christi where that poor little town depends on like replicas as tourists, you know, tourist trap type stuff. And he's over there bagging on, on, on Christopher Columbus. And he has never get called out. I'm just waiting for billionaire Michael Dell. You know, billionaires doubled their wealth during the pandemic by a trillion dollars, $60 billion. I'm just waiting for him to start playing who wants to be a billionaire with the Hulk kids in a few years. And who, there won't have to be a David Robinson to save him in 88 or a David Robinson to save him in, in 92 when he got, he got USAA to buy in on the team. There's a billionaire right there. He'll say, let's play. Who wants a billionaire of Holt Pups? And then this team will be on a merrier way. And I want to hear the people talk about how spoiled we were and how taken for granted instead of like Pop taking the, the, the city and the fan base for granted as he allows Jerry to do a better sales job and have more fervent cowboy fans in Bear County, title town of Texas for the last couple of decades, by the way. Green Bay, when have they had in a non-sellout? They could be up or down, nobody, two, a two-wins team. They'll sell out that stadium for decade and decade. But you fans in San Antonio, poor you, poor you. Well, I'll enjoy the Austin Spurs in a few years. All right, Drew, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, Drew checks in once a quarter. Um, thanks for the phone call, Drew. Uh, we, don't, we don't rack anybody over here, but I know Drew comes in with a lot of passion. Look, I don't know what he's talking about in regards to Pop or what he said to offend the Hispanic community. I'm, I'm – I'm, I know as much as that as I did about bath salt or whatever the hell we talking about, whatever salt. I didn't hear that missed my radar. What is he? Do you know what he's talking about, Jonas? The Christopher Columbus headline is, is it passed me. Well, I mean, I had heard the whole thing about right. I know his comments about Christopher Columbus, but I'm talking about whatever he's saying that Spanish. Why did he use somewhere? Do you know what he's talking about, Sam? Yeah. Back the most recent Columbus Day, he was complaining about local school districts celebrating Columbus Day instead of celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. OK, I remember. OK, some of that. Look, yeah, I think he's that, just going diving back in time. OK, Drew, this is the thing. This is where I mean, I know Drew. Drew's had these calls over here over the years. He checks in once more. But look. The whole thing about the sales job and comparing saying that Jerry's a better salesperson than Pop. Like, look, no one's other critic to me and Pop. But I don't care if it's Pop. I don't care if it's Becky. I don't care who it is. Avery. San Antonio is who we are. It's not a big sports town. I mean, we've got a lot of transplants coming all the way from East Coast and West Coast over the last eight years, decade. That's the reason why our highways are jam-packed. That's why it's construction. That's why it takes me damn near 30, 45 minutes just to get home every day because the secret's out of everybody moving over here. But the bottom line is San Antonio is who we are. We don't support – we're not going to – this isn't going to be Cleveland that people – 50,000 people are going to show up regardless whether we're 0-15 and, and going for the undefeated losing record or not. This is – you've got to win. It's no different when, when they – like, yes, people showed up to the sport, Spurs games, but when they started in 99 and the electricity in this city that was going – the champ, the first one, then they were like, all right, this is Spurs. But even back then when they went through their parts probably in the 80s and when they didn't have pre-teens, pre-David Robinson and those things, People wouldn't pack in the – the bottom line is, and the perfect example is the UTSA. Look at what happened to UTSA. The road from the student bodies who get to go to the game for free, I mean, their participation, that's really who I put my energy to. It's not really the average John Doe. I'm talking about the UTSA athletic, the, the student body that paid tuition to go to this school. They should have been there regardless. But look at how the whole city acted with UTSA. It was like, oh, we got a program. It's fine. We don't got a real team, blah, blah, blah. Well, we come. You had Trailer sitting there his first, you know – 
four, five, six weeks of the season selling the team. Hey, come out and support. Hey, we want to see you. These guys are good. Some support them. We need so the point of it is, but you saw by the time they were getting ready to go to conference USA championship game, by the time they played them, oh, everybody showed up because it was the cool they winning now. And I love my city. I'd be homesick if I ever lived anywhere else. But the truth of the matter is to Drew to put back, and I don't really put that too much on the pop thing. This is just who we are. I don't know if you call it front runners. I don't know if you just call it pack. I mean, I'm not saying that we don't have diehard Spurs fans. That's not what I'm saying. Not saying that we don't have diehard Spurs, but not to the fact that, like, hey, man, we don't care. We're going to ride with them. We're going to fill pack 18, 20,000, whatever fits in 18. No, man, it's not like that. And I don't even really think that's really to do with pop. It just has to do with the product. We don't support, we support winners down here. And you got to prove, you got to prove that you're winning out here. That's just the way. You've got, I don't, and it ain't just sports, it's anything. Whether it's an entertainment, why do you think we ain't never had a basically a big rapper that's come out of this city? Why? Because we don't really support them locally anyway. It's not even like a Houston or whatever. You got to blow up outside of this city, and then for the city, like, oh man, that's one of our perfect example. I can't think of a name. The girl that we just had that competed on Hell's Kitchen about a few months ago that took second place, being proud of cooking on Hell's Kitchen, been cooking in the kitchen off sixteen oh four somewhere for years. Everybody didn't know we had talent. Got on Hell's Kitchen. Oh damn. Let's put it on team. Let's do this. She's a winner. She repping as an essay. Trust me, man. I'm born and raised here. I know how it works down here. That's just what it is. What do you got, Jonas? Well, props to Mary Lou Davis, the chef that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but to his point about the attendance, okay, the Spurs are third lowest in home attendance, average-wise, 14,270. They're in the same company, hold company with the Pacers, the Kings, the Thunder, the Pistons, the Magic. Not surprised, right? The Grizzlies have the seventh lowest attendance, and they're one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. The Pelicans, of course, are still missing Zion Williamson, their ticket draw. The Rockets come in at 10th, but you've got the Hawks with Trey Young at 12. The Phoenix Suns, who were just at an NBA Finals. 16,000. All right, listen. So they're down this list. For You got the Bulls, the Sixers, the Mavericks, But you know what the, the difference Heat, is, Jonas? Those organizations, yes. Okay, Spin Doc. You know what the difference of it is? It's basically, <laughs> Sam likes that one. Listen, this is not just this year problem. This ain't here. Man, when, before Tim had the number one finger and he walked out of the OKC Chesapeake Arena, whatever the hell they right. called it then, and he retired, that was the last time we see Tim. And Tim's last two or three years that was intact at the big three, they were having trouble selling tickets. This has been a problem since they stopped saying, hey, wake me up when they go to the Western Conference Finals. Wake me up when they get to the finals and face whoever. They were having trouble. This has been a decline of years. So it, so you can sit there and say, well, look at Memphis. Look at that. I get it. But this is a problem where even when Tim was still in uniform toward the end of his years, the, the, it wasn't like it was now, but the tenants were starting to drop off. It was starting to drop off. It's just what it is. And yeah, that, because and there was a, no habit of attending regular season games established. No, there wasn't, wasn't a chance. We didn't did know. In San no, for one, we got spoiled because we we got five titles. And number two, it wasn't no stiff. The team didn't believe that they were really title contenders. That's it. It went on the level we see now. But I'm just telling you, it started leaking oil then. Anyway. All right, man, that's a wrap. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mr. Sands, spinning the one and two, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up at Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you at the snooze button and for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding? Peace. See you tomorrow.